0: Welcome to the Be Glad Movement podcast. My name's Pollyanna and I'm on a mission to bring you as many stories as possible of good coming out of bad and reasons to be glad. In this episode, I talk to Jason Rowles. Jason was a high-flying businessman earning lots of money when he came to the conclusion that money simply was not buying him happiness. Listen on to hear how the way he was living just wasn't aligning to his core values and how he went about changing that. Hello. Thank you so
1: much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I'm going to just get out of the way, hand over to you and let you tell your story.
2: Yeah, no worries. Uh, It's quite quite a funny one, isn't it? Because when people want to understand about your life, it should be the easiest question to answer. Yeah. But the reality is it's the toughest thing to talk about because it's something that's really close to you. So I think like every journey, there is a beginning, a middle and an end. But I suppose the end isn't in sight yet, but I suppose it takes us to now. But I suppose things for me start around the middle because people are most interested around, um, you know, I, I used to be involved in global sales for big IT companies. I was earning know, hundreds of thousands of pounds every year, and, and people look at that and think, "Oh my days, that's the most perfect life you could ever have. You can have whatever you want." But I I literally quit that, sold my house, sold my car, sold my watches, and and shifted up from the south up to North Wales. And and I suppose if I use that as that kind of middle part, because people people see that and they think, "Wow, you quit your job to to follow your passion for adventure and to go and play outdoors and all this, do all this really cool stuff." But it's not about that. And I think people can't really get their head around it. So, you know, first of all, this is a great opportunity to share that. And thank you for doing that. But I think to understand the process by which I went through, you have to kind of go back quite a few stages. And I I don't want to kind of go into the detail of, you know, family and upbringing. You know, my dad wasn't a very nice man. There was an incredible amount of turbulence But actually there was also an incredible amount of goodness that comes from that as well you know my mum was you know she must have had to work so hard just to try and rein someone like me in who was you know a bit of a terror and then going through things like the the air cadets and the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme you know these for me were were quite life-changing and life-enabling so I think my life could have taken quite a different turn through that but actually it's more about the to get to understand why I did what I did yet there, there's a few characters in my life. My, my granddad, uh, an incredibly great man, a really big influence on, on certainly my values, uh, an amazing chap called Tony Collins, who used to really have to help our families out well, certainly my family with the things that were going on with my dad led to this, you know, this chap having to really help us out. And you know, it got to, the, it got to the point where I was, I was deep into my career. I, we didn't have much money and and that's not really a big problem but actually when i was put myself into that corporate space I, I i needed that sense of belonging that comes with a something i was in the cadets that feels a, a belonging i i left there i wanted to join the military i, I couldn't because i snapped my leg i was bumming around doing various jobs i was a postman or postal operative or whatever the right terminology is now uh i was a dustman or refuse collector I'd made lampshades I had a a lot of um, lower skilled jobs trying to find out what my purpose was and then once I got into work for this amazing company that that kind of started to look out for me it became a lot of my life it became very all-consuming and I found myself very driven by the goals and objectives that each of those jobs would be giving me I was working in project management so we had defined projects I was working in business development yeah. so we had we had businesses business to to go and do and then i found myself uh, working in uh, in the world of sales uh, and and it just became like this all consuming thing you know it was kind of it was it was everything in my life and and i was uh, you know i, I started earning you know huge amounts of money and coming from you know kind of nothing and i don't mean nothing as in you know you know i was able to put shoes on my feet thanks to my mum, but actually suddenly i've got you know pay packets of tens and tens of thousands of pounds, and actually yeah. I, I kind of lost lost my sense of purpose and, and and value and and who I was and and I was in a relationship it was you know incredibly it was awful you know for the pair of us yeah. and, I, and i and I found myself just becoming incredibly sadder, and the yeah. sadder I was, the more I was buying things to try and quick fix that problem I put a plaster over it and that was having its impact on on my home life I never wanted to go home I was you know I'd just go and buy a Range Rover because I could I and I would feel really happy for about 24 hours that led to some horrific arguments that were going on It, it had an impact on my work I was drinking loads I was incredibly unhealthy I wasn't connected to my family and I actually, and it got to the point where I just stopped in my tracks one day. There was a load of stuff that was going on. There was, there was turbulence, there was fighting, there was arguing, there was drinking. It was absolutely horrific. And I stopped in my tracks and I just thought, who have I become? What, what, what am I? And I still remember that, just this wave of shame coming across me. And, uh, and, I, and I thought, right, I'm going away for a few days. I went off to the Brecon Beacons and I walked around and I was like, All right, day one. What have I become? And I felt such incredible shame at the things that I'd done. Tony Collins, I didn't go to his funeral because I was so important in business development that I had to go and be at this really important meeting. My, my granddad died in hospital alone because my nan wasn't able to get to the hospital to see him. And I still remember sitting with my nan and just hearing the crying that was coming out of her because my granddad had died alone. And I put these people in, in the category of being hugely influential. But actually, what actually was I doing about it? I was living counter-intuitively and productively to, to actually the things that I held dear. And the shame and humiliation that just washed over me was just, it was overpowering. It's literally like someone had run up and punched me in the guts. And I was, like, I was like, righty-ho, I've got to grips with what is going on. I've lived a life which is compromising the values that I hold dear boom, right. Day two, go for another walk. What exactly am I going to do about it? How can I ensure that I never feel the humiliation that I'm feeling now and the level of disconnect that I went through? I was like, right. Okay. Yeah, I can now, I'm in a position where I can actually change it. I can't change what's happened, but I can draw a line under it and I can make sure that I never do this stuff again. And day three, I went for another walk and I was like, righty ho, what am I going to do about this? And and at that point I, I started to think about um my risk profile. So what is it if I go ahead and do the things that I want to do, where is their risk? And I, I don't I don't have any kids, I, I still don't, and I didn't at the time. So actually, if I do fall on my backside, then it's only me that's gonna live the the consequence.
1: Sure.
2: Where is my comfort blanket? If I do fall, am I falling from a great height? Yeah, probably, but there are people that can catch me because I'm surrounded still to this day by amazing people who will catch me if I fall. And I still take massive risks now in the things that I do because I am so privileged and humbled and fortunate to have such amazing people around me. And I thought, well, okay, from a financial perspective, yeah, I can sell stuff. And actually that will give me some clean air to be able to go and rebalance and and work out where my purpose is. But it was at that point that I just thought, you know what? The hole is deep. I didn't think that I could almost light touch fix it. I was in a, you know, quite a high, high intensity, high profile sales job. I'd say profile, I don't mean like famous, but I mean within my organization. So huh. I thought, you know what, to do this, I need to just draw a line under it all to be the person who I know I am, to stay true to the people who have brought me up and invested their time and love in me. Actually, I think what I need to do is just draw a line under it so I walked away from that, I went home, I discussed it with my fiance at the time, uh, we parted company, the house went on the market, that was sold, I sold the Range Rover, got a smaller car and quit my job and, and literally moved up to North Wales to, to live the life that, that I kind of lead now. Right. Because, because I, I can forgive, I can sometimes for the most part forgive myself for the things that I've done Um, but I could never forgive myself if I continued once I'd realized what was happening. Um, forgive myself for for continuing to go on that, that course of behavior, um, because it, it hurts people. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that, that breaks my heart the most is that there are people who love and loved me who were not getting the same back in return because of my poor focus and effort. And I, and I, and I, and I see that as a chapter in my life, right? I, I did some pretty cool stuff. I did some pretty amazing things. But at the end of the day, I, I became someone who I'm not. And, and it turned, all the money in the world and all the things in the world won't make you happy if you're not living the values that you've either been brought up with or, or that you hold dear. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, people look at my life and think, wow, you, you've done it to pursue adventure. And I say, well, no, it's not. I did it to take more personal responsibility for that person that I am. It happens to be that I love adventure. I love the outdoors, but actually I love more than anything, helping people to achieve and to aspire. And that's what it comes down to. What I love helping people. I love living the, the person that I am and staying true to those values. Truer, let me just say, you know, I, I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form.
1: Sure.
2: But living living a truer life to that person that I was brought up to be and the people that I hold dear to yeah. to think if they're up there looking down that they would be proud of the things that I do. Because I'm pretty damn sure that some of the things that I've done they wouldn't be. And yeah. and, and at times I wish they were here just to give you that little tap on the shoulder and just go right listen up sunshine because you know i kind of i i can be incredibly isolated just because of the the things that i went through as a kid i just i find it easier to kind of step backwards figure it all out myself and then march forwards but unfortunately sometimes that that direction has been a bit off kilter yeah because oh sorry karen I, i was
1: gonna say it sounds to me like like you were incredibly focused but focused in the wrong direction. You got on that hamster wheel and were busy, 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 yeah. busy with work and life was happening around you. And because you're so focused in, in the in the wrong direction, unfortunately, you, it that took you, you know, to a place where you're unhappy. Um, but it, what's interesting to me is the whole stepping back side of things because we, uh, I think uh, society in general is so busy all the time thinking that we need very the latest so. gadget and the latest this, that, and the other to, to verify our existence, to verify our worth, that actually those core values get lost along the way. So very because,
2: much very, very, much so. Very, yeah. very much so. It's like, wow, look at me. I've got a 20 grand watch. Really? Yeah. But you forget to say please and thank you or open a door for someone or give someone a smile or ask how they are. Sure. Well, actually, when, when you get to that point, you realize that, you know, my measure of a person is, is how they interact with others, how they make other people feel for the, for the things that they're doing. I, you know, it's great that you've got a really expensive car, but actually if you're a bit of a dick, that absolutely means nothing. And so, yeah. and, and I, and I agree with you. Absolutely. I, I can be incredibly focused and, you know, you're living a something you, when you're measuring your worth on a percent against an achievement you say, right, my, I measure myself on hundred percent of my target, but actually I want to go for 125%. Then the byproduct of that is then there's a ton of cash in your pocket. And then actually the byproduct of that is you can actually, you can actually buy stuff. And when you buy stuff it's a quick plaster over your unhappiness,
0: mm-hmm. but actually
2: that just gets you a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And and again, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been able to have that stopping moment. And, and I know plenty of people that have got kids and, and extensive mortgages that maybe don't have that opportunity. Cool. So yeah, I, I was very much able to yeah to do that. But you, you're right, you're bang on. It, it's about applied focus, but your focus has to run hand in hand with your moral compass, and they have to point in the same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think now that I'm a mum as well, my son's only two, so I'm not going to have to worry about it too much just yet, but I am already worrying about it, you know, how am I going to help him sort of tune into himself and what he truly believes in, what he truly enjoys doing, rather than being swayed by what his mates are doing and what... And
2: social media.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
2: think it's, I think it's hard for uh, for kids and young adults nowadays because... You know, the measures of people are about instagram likes and numbers of followers and things like that and i think as a society we're sailing very choppy waters because yeah. we're so electronical is that a word electronic and digital mm-hmm. that um, that you know we're losing that human connection so the less we're connected the less we're able to interact and actually see that smile on people's faces when you say how are you and someone goes oh my day someone cares because actually, I don't care about likes and things like that on, on the digital platforms, but the, the younger generation are. And it's, yeah. we have to be so careful nowadays about how we are getting those young adults, you know, things like the scouts and the cadets and the guides and all these things. These are fabulous. And we've got we've to be careful. It's, it's a conscious decision nowadays to steer away from it rather than become absorbed in, in the digital space
1: sure i'm I'm gonna full confession here that when i started this project i actually got i I noticed it in myself that i got sidetracked with because i didn't really know what instagram was when i first started and uh, friends like yeah you need to be on instagram instagram's where it's at so i started my instagram account and it's meant this project isn't meant to be about the stories but then i started making memes to post, cause you're meant to post at a certain time of day. And yeah, so was was like,
2: algorithms, blah, blah, blah.
1: I know. So I am like, okay, I must get this meme out. So I'm spending too much time creating memes, getting them out at the right time, worrying about how many followers and likes I've got. And there was this moment where it, and it was stressing me out that, that it dawned on me, actually, Polly, your, your project's not about memes and likes, it's about collecting 100 stories go and find some people with good stories (laughs) Um,
2: so easily done
1: yeah refocusing on actually what is it that i truly believe in what is it that i truly enjoy you know what do i stand for um giving allowing yourself that time um to reflect and none of us allow ourselves enough time to reflect that's no we don't
2: we don't it's we it's so easy to get caught up in everything because there's always noise there's always content, there's always a thing. And, you know, you push something out there on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and then suddenly you're there going, oh, who's interacted? Or
0: Mm -hmm. is there a
2: comment that I need to respond to? And why did that one get uh, more likes than the other one? And, you know, certainly when you're running yourself as a business, as I do, and, and you're doing for this, then you have to take advantage of these free platforms that are out there that are always fighting against you because they want money that small businesses maybe don't have. So, you know, so all of a sudden you find yourself working 24 seven, trying to work it all out and then thinking, well, if I did this and I changed that and I linked with that and then suddenly that's it. We've not left the house for five days and you're feeling miserable and you're like, you're back to square one. So it's yeah. a shame that everything is a conscious decision nowadays to step away from digital
1: it's, but, it's, I think it's designed to be addictive as
2: well. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Mm. And, that, you know, there's there's people that are a hell of a lot smarter than me that are into that, like, addiction side of things. Mm. And they, they love that. And the minute that you think you've tweaked it, they change it a little bit. And then suddenly you're a bit more addicted. And then something else pops up and it sits there. And you think, oh, my days. What are we doing to ourselves?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Jason, tell me um, so you left your big. Fancy sales job. Yeah, sold up, sold everything. Headed off um, to Wales. Tell me what you're up to now and what happened next. Well, there's
2: (laughs) well, (laughs) things didn't quite go to plan, as uh, as I think they. I don't know. I don't know what is the plan. I suppose. Uh, I I I was conscious that I wanted to take some time out to rebalance. Mm -hmm. I want, and I thought that would take about a year. Um, I thought I could just go and you know I went to the alps I went to the arctic circle I went and played and um, again I was very fortunate to have a little bit of cash behind me to be able to do that
1: yeah.
2: but in that time it was about where, where do I want to do the right thing with my time you know I I have to earn a wage and I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I and I want to be okay with earning not what I was before but being okay because I'm still a businessman and I'm in the outdoors. I'm not inherently an outdoorsy person trying to run a business, but I also think that if I'm doing okay, then I can go to the local coffee shop and I can support that economy. I can, you know, do nicer things for people's birthdays. I can still go away on trips and and feed my desire to go and do things. But so I, I started up an outdoors business. I started to branch into some leadership work. But unfortunately, I managed to snap my wrist really badly climbing um, about a year after that year, so two years in. So I had, a, I had to have a complete reconstruction of the inside of my wrist. So they've, they've had to like drill through the bones and open me up here and here. And, it, and that really took its toll on me because the idea of being this outdoorsy businessman, suddenly it was taken away from me because I couldn't climb, I couldn't mount a bike. Running was out because of the pressure that was on, on my wrist through the, through the running and the blood circulation through it. So that took two years really to, to heal, two and a half years. So it's only really just been signed off. But actually, there's so many wonderful things that came out of that. I'm just tapping my desk here. So many wonderful things because actually it gave me time to, to refine my purpose, actually my desire to do something socially positive. So I've started up um, a community interest company called The Adventurer Club. The idea being that people join as a member, and that money gets reinvested back into programs like helping single parent families that are maybe living in hardship to experience something in the outdoors and make an amazing memory, uh, but also enabling the sense of community as well. So people, uh, demographically, it's aimed at maybe people who are a little bit lost in life, a little bit not quite sure what's going on, and they need they need and want something uh, extra, maybe. 40 years old kids have grown up and what's going on next come and do some paddle boarding get to know other people come and climb some mountains so that was one part that attracts funding but also it helps me to help other people with that that engine of stuff uh i've my adventure business i used to do a lot of things under my own name but actually i was feeling huge amounts of pressure there because um it was all about me delivering rather than an organization. But then I collapsed all the business and corporate and leadership work under that as well. So now Aspire Adventures delivers uh, corporate, business, organizational, individual adventure, business, and leadership experiences to help people to achieve or, or to aspire. And that really feeds my business brain as well. because I enjoy doing that. And then I started to look at, um, I, I look back through my time and certainly snapping my wrist being a bit of a a drunken deviant of fighting and the NHS have certainly helped out people that I know. You know, my stepdad died on Christmas day a few years ago and the NHS were amazing. And so I thought, you know what, I've just um, started uh, a project called NHS walks. So I'm running a series of free guided walks for people who work in the NHS to say thank you for all the hard work that you do and maybe create a bit of well-being or some positivity and so, there's, there's a few things around that I'm doing. So, online leadership via email, there's the adventure side of things, there's the corporate stuff I'm involved in, keynote speaking about um, leadership, uh, and certainly taking personal accountability for making the right choices, as I've made plenty of wrong ones, so I can talk about making good ones. Uh, so there's there's quite a lot and they all kind of talk to each other so you come into the adventure side and you'll understand about the adventurer club and then you're involved in some of the leadership stuff so it's probably taken two and a half years to get to the point where i'm now happy that all the parts are in place Uh, and then um, hopefully a book will be released on amazon in the next couple of weeks once a a famous person has given me a famous person quote for the front (laughs) (laughs) awesome and that book's about, um, about the positivity that adventure can bring. You know, it's, the title's uh, Time for Adventure, Why You, Why Now? And it's basically 52 stories of why you should invite adventure into your life, underpinned by something that I've been through that maybe helps improve your self-worth, improve your self-esteem, like your mental happiness, your sense of togetherness, community, sense of purpose, contribution. So that, that hopefully will answer the question that when people say, I don't really have enough time to go and do something. Hopefully this will inspire some good things because I see so much amazingness happen from the outdoors. I'd love to share some reasons why people should do it, but most importantly, the reason why uh, about why it will bring you some goodness.
1: Yeah. And that it's so many people I'm guilty of saying it myself a lot of time. Oh, I don't have time. I think if you really do want to do something, you'll find the time and it's about.
2: Oh, absolutely absolutely yeah yeah. it is it is about choices but and and unless you have a level of understanding about what those choices are and most importantly what it will bring to you then how are you going to know it's that whole thing of you know you don't know what you don't know until you know
1: sure yeah exactly and and trying something new is so important and i mean you've you've talked about giving back and I, i love the um nhs walks idea that's really really cool um but i find personally that um volunteering work gives so much back to me you know very, almost feels so. like I'm not I'm not doing it to necessarily be a good person I'm doing it because I actually gain a lot from it myself no, as well. It, you know
2: it um, is unequivocal that to you know we've got all these needs as as human beings and you know you've got the Maslow hierarchy of needs and all this kind of I'm Tony Robbins talks about all these things well actually one of our needs is to give to something bigger than ourselves you know, we've got, we need heat and power. We need food and water. We need wifi or whatever the latest ones are. But actually when you give back to something that's bigger than yourself, you do feel an amazing sense of satisfaction. So it feels selfish because you feel great for it. But actually just think of all those, all those, you know, the, the listening stuff you're doing with the Samaritans, you know, that's saving a life. That's giving someone the opportunity to be heard that could stop them from throwing themselves off a bridge. What the greatest privilege ever and you're sat here saying it feels selfish to do that because yeah. it does feel amazing. More people should be out there doing volunteering type things because you do feel amazing for it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think maybe it's just because it's misunderstood that they, I think until you've felt that experience of, you awesome. know, yeah, um, because it, you think, oh, volunteer work, it's about me giving something up to be able to help someone else. And until you've done it and you realize that it's not about you giving, you're giving it time, maybe. But, you know, essentially you're, you're gaining a lot from it. Instead. I
2: agree. I agree. I've just um, just qualified as a community first responder for Welsh Ambulance. Awesome.
1: Because and
2: it, and it's for exactly that same reason, because if I'm just sat there smashing in a box series on Netflix, but yet someone a couple of miles from me is perhaps having the worst day of their life then why would I not want to go and help them out? Because I'll feel amazing for it. And actually when you're giving into the, and I'm not some kind of like spiritual hippie or anything like this, but actually when you're giving into life, you're giving to life, just amazing how many wonderful things happen as well. Even if it's just someone walks past you and says, hi, good morning. How's your day? You go, you know what? This is a better place just for doing that. So we need to, more of us need to be out there giving into this universe of stuff, and it, that's where it all starts, just, just go and volunteer for something, <laughs> why not? Oh,
1: totally, yeah, I'm definitely hearing you on that aspect, definitely. Uh, yeah, so um, is there anything, I mean, what have we missed? Is there anything else you want to tell me about?
2: Oh, I don't know, I think that's kind of it really. Um, I suppose it's it's lovely to be able to talk about the reasons why I did what I did, because people would just say, wow, you know, you're off pursuing adventure well it's not actually it's about taking accountability for me my happiness my values uh and and, you know if I'm not happy then how can anybody else be happy if I'm not happy in my own skin not that I think I will ever be always there I think it's just about if I'm always doing what I think is the right thing being the best that I can be and putting myself out there to be willing to help others and I think you you're going to be in the in the best shape you can be but yeah it was never about I'm off to just quit my job and go and live in the mountains it was the fact that and actually I'm just not doing the right things and yeah. that that is exactly it and that is what is making me so inherently inherently unhappy uh, and that's and that's why it was all about yeah right yeah
1: it's more of I'm gonna quit my job and go and nourish my soul really
2: yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but
1: yeah
2: yeah 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 basically yeah that was it yeah exactly. You know, be, be me not what i think i need to be chasing all of these goals and money and pots and objectives and stuff because that just wasn't me and when you're living in confliction with your values it will come out something will come out so you know i would always urge people just go and understand who they are what are the values that you hold dear is it family is it integrity is it humility is it courage but when you live in confliction you know you you say that family is really important to you, but then you go down the pub and get absolutely hammered three nights a week and your other half's at home looking after the kids and feeling so desperately sad because they think they've done something wrong. You're living in conflict. And I'm not saying everyone does that, but yeah. as an example, so you need to get under the skin of what you hold dear and then go and live a life um, that is, that is living in alignment with that. Because if you don't, it falls apart.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Jason, thank you so much for your time. I've really Oh, no, that.
2: thank you. No, thank you for the opportunity
0: to talk.
1: Hi, hey, no, my, all my pleasure. All my pleasure. Thank
0: you. I really admire the way Jason hammers home that he didn't simply jack it all in to live the adventurer's dream and is quite clear that the moneyed lifestyle was what was making him, him unhappy and leaving him with that empty feeling of regret inside. So although money yes can buy you a lot of nice things it can't always buy you happiness if this story resonates with you or you feel it could help someone else then please do like and share it as always the conversations continue over on instagram twitter and facebook so please do join me there and of course if you know anyone who would be willing to share their story please do put them in touch it doesn't matter if it's a similar story to that that's already been shared because I really do believe your story in your voice has the ability to help someone in their time of need. Of course, the Be Glad Movement podcast is free to listen to but if you did want to help me raise money for the invaluable work that the Samaritans do then any donation you can afford will be so gratefully received. You can find the link in the show notes or follow the link at the top of the page at beglad.co.uk. Thank you so much for your time. With so much love, you've been listening to Jason Rowles, Pollyanna and the Be Glad Movement. Until next time, look after yourselves and each other.